It has the opportunity to reach the most people. It's what I'm most passionate about. And it's also the way I can help the most people for free, meaning that like, you know, I only need 100 people to buy from me, but I can help tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands through a podcast. So it just makes the most sense to me, you know, and it just becomes a part of, I call it my ecosystem. Once someone is in my ecosystem, eventually they will understand what I'm doing. And they'll, if they are my client, right, not everyone is my client, not everyone needs the help that I'm offering. But eventually, if they're listening to my podcast, if they're absorbing my content, if they're taking in my stuff, when the right time comes, and they need the help, or they're ready to receive the help that they already needed, because not everyone is ready to receive that help. In that time, I'll be the person who is top of mind for them. Welcome to another episode of Listeners to Leads, where I'm helping podcasters launch and maintain a lead generating show. I'm your host, Alicia Galati, the CEO and head podcast strategist behind Galati Media, a full service podcast management company. On this show, you'll hear my guests and I discuss everything it takes to launch a successful podcast and keep it running. If you're ready to get leads, land speaking gigs, and create deeper connections with your audience through your podcast, then this is the show for you. Today on the podcast, we have Paul Levitin. You are going to love this conversation. We had so much fun talking. We talk really about how he didn't rebrand his podcast, but really got clear on his message and the kinds of people and listeners he wanted to attract to his brand. And I just love that. Obviously, a podcast is so often an extension of ourselves. And we sometimes get boxed in feeling like we maybe can't get deeper or clearer on our message or narrower with the kinds of content that we're creating. But Paul shows that that is so possible. And I definitely encourage you to do it if you are someone who podcasts a more broader scope or you are feeling that pull to get clearer or narrow down your audience, this is your sign to do it. So without further ado, join me in welcoming Paul to the podcast. Hello, Paul. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you. If you could just start by telling everyone who you are, what you do, and about your podcast. Yeah, for sure. And thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I've been looking forward to this for a while. So my name is Paul Levitin. I am a coach. I help people with self-confidence specifically. And I have a podcast called The Happy Healthy Human And my coaching company and my education company is called the Happy Healthy Human Academy. So everything revolves around that happiness, health, being a better human. And again, a lot of that focuses on specifically building self-confidence because I think that is at the root of what a lot of that stuff comes from, you know, happiness, health, all of this being a more confident person is kind of the underlying factor behind a, a lot of that. And yeah, I've been doing it for a while. I just crossed over a little over 100 episodes on my podcast. And yeah, that's what I'm all about. That's so incredible. First of all, congratulations on over 100 episodes. Not a lot of people get there. So usually, you know, it's that two years around where people are like, and I'm done. So congratulations. Incredible. What kind of led to you starting the podcast? Was it like, hey, I have this idea, I'm going to do this thing? Or was it that you were already kind of building your coaching 
creating community and then you kind of jumped off of that? Or what did that kind of beginning look like for you? Yeah, it was really because I've been a coach in different areas for a long time. So before, for years, I was a fitness coach. I worked as a personal trainer, nutrition coach, and uh, strength and conditioning, all that kind of stuff in person. And, you know, obviously, as as many things were, this was a, a COVID project, right? So it was really during COVID in 2020, the gym that I was working at shut down, and a lot of my stuff became more online. And I also started shifting away during COVID specifically from the fitness stuff. So if you notice, you know, when I introed myself, I didn't say anything about fitness. I, that's, you know, where I, my background is, but I don't do that anymore because, you know, a lot of this came was a forced transition during the lockdowns of the pandemic where I was just like, oh, okay, I don't think that more workouts are what people need. I think that there's something else that's uh, missing and it's more of the mental, the soft skills, whatever you want to call it. And I started to pivot my coaching in that direction. And that's always what it had been, right? I understood this even for, you know, before this, it was just like, you know, people want to lose weight or gain muscle or whatever it is, but like they need the stuff of consistency and motivation and like the, the mental stuff. So that has always been a part of it. And, you know, the podcast came from an extension of that where it's just like, there's certain conversations that I have to have with everyone, right? So the, literally the very first episode of my podcast, episode one, is start with why, right? What's the why behind your change? And like, that's just because that's the first conversation that I have to have with anyone whenever they're talking, whether it's a client or not, anyone who comes to me asking about anything, what again, whether it's weight loss, whether it's self confidence, whether it's building a business, whatever, I'm just like, okay, but like, why? What's the point of all this? The second episode was building habits. How do we build healthy habits? So these are just, it came from just me like being like, okay, like this is stuff that I literally talk to every single person about. So why don't I just record it and let more people access it? And then I can give it to people for free, right? Rather than people rent me having to charge someone for a session or something. I'm like, here, just go listen to my podcast. Like go listen to this stuff. And there's so much free information on there. So that was a big part of it. And then podcasts are just a medium that I enjoy myself personally. So I listen to a ton of podcasts not a big YouTube guy. I'm not on TikTok. I'm not, but podcasts are where I absorb information. I've learned so much from podcasts, like podcasts have literally changed my life. So it was was just something that I wanted to give back to as well. I love that you started off your content very basic, right? So like a lot of people when they start their podcast, they're like, I don't know what to talk about, but you already knew the issues that people were considering or thinking of or having issues with. Did you find that you tend to send them back to those initial episodes or those like cornerstone episodes than like your newer content? Yeah, for sure. So that, I mean, I still tell people even though I'm not particularly proud of the quality or anything like that, the content I still think is great. You know, that's, that's one thing I may have improved in terms of like actual recording and stuff. I had no clue what I was doing. It was just like, okay, I'm just going to record on, you know, whatever garage band. I mean, that's still what I do, but I had no clue what I was doing. I was, it was all just like straight from the hip. I was just like freestyling it. I didn't like plan anything out or anything. So it definitely could be better, but I do still send people back to that very first episode. If someone asks me like, Hey, where do I start with your podcast? I'll tell them like, it's not like an anthology or anything. They're all standalone episodes. All the episodes are titled so that you can like scroll through it and figure out what stands out to you. But if you're asking me where to start, go to episode one, because that's still my most popular episode. It's still the episode that has gotten the most feedback from the most people. And, And that stuff is, again, it's just, it's always important. It's made to be, you know, just something that lasts forever. And that's kind of the way I wanted it. Yeah, that evergreen style of podcasting. I love it so much. You had 
a pivot that you did. And we've talked about pivots before on the podcast. So I'm interested to see kind of what yours was, where you kind of were like, I quit. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. A little bit of a shift. What did that look like? Kind of you deciding that you were going to shift the style of your podcast and keep the same audience and keep the same thing? What did was that kind of like step by step process for you? So my podcast is the happy, healthy human. So when I had started it, it was actually the healthy, happy human, which is the same thing, just a different order. But the reason I I ended up shifting and stepping and and having a little bit of a transition was because again, at that time, I was coming from doing more personal training, more fitness, more nutrition. So I was although a lot of it was on the mindset stuff, like I said, episode one was start with why episode two was habits, there was more in the actual realm of like, health, fitness, nutrition, and things like that. And the more I went on, And also the guests I was bringing on at that time, because that was the world that I was in was a lot of personal trainers, fitness coaches, nutrition coaches, and things like that. But as I went on personally, and the stuff I wanted to talk about was less about that stuff. And the guests that I was enjoying bringing on were less in that world. And I started to bring on more therapists and psychologists and addiction counselors and things like that, and just people in a a different space. So it was just kind of a thing to tell my audience of being like, hey, like, again, this is still happy, healthy human, like healthy is still in the conversation. It's still part of what we're talking about. But it's not going to be the main thing that I want to talk about anymore. And it's not what I think is the most helpful. So it was just kind of me telling my audience, yes, that is still what we're doing here in a roundabout way. But it's more about like health is the outcome because we focus on the mental side of things, mental health rather than physical health. Whereas before it was a little the opposite. It was like, okay, like here's how you can become the fittest version of yourself or something like that. So not the biggest change, but I did think that it bared a conversation. I also changed like my logo. So, you know, at first my logo was like a picture of me shirtless, like working out, you know, like. Uh, And then I I wanted to just kind of step away from that because again, what I like talking about change and also what I think is helping people the most is not that type of content. Mm. So getting more clear on what it is that you want to talk about, even though you'd already been doing it a little bit, I think sometimes it's interesting to reflect that back to your audience, even though they probably already know, or they've probably already felt like you're kind of shifting already. But when you get that, hey, You've probably noticed some things. All right, let's just address what's clearly happening in that we're transitioning and being open to that. I think so often as podcasters, it's easy and business owners, right? Like it's easy to get stuck and say, well, I created this and it has to keep working and it has to keep working this way because it's worked for so long this way. And it can be easy to be like, okay, we're just going to keep, keep trucking through. But then if it's not really aligned, then we're not as excited about it. And I can tell just from like the conversation I have with you that you're excited about the direction your podcast is going. And that's what your audience is going to hear when they hear the content because they can't see you. They can't see you, you know, leaning forward or smiling. They can only hear it in your voice, right? Yeah, 100%. And that's exactly what it is. You know, it was just a natural progression of again, you know, I didn't have to do that. I didn't have to say anything, but it was just more for me, where I'm just like, again, in my head, again, it is the same thing, happy, healthy, healthy, happy, but it's just what is the the primary focus here. And again, if I would have had this conversation, you know, a few years ago, I was still in that phase of my life where everything was about health and fitness and nutrition. And now, as I've grown, as I've changed careers, as I change my life and all this stuff, it's just like, okay, what do I want to focus on? And again, what are the conversations I want to be having with guests and what are the conversations I think that people need to hear? I I say this all the time. It's like, there's a lot of good fitness content out there. I don't need to be another one of those guys. I don't think that's my 
zone of genius, so to speak. I don't think that that is what I do better than anyone else. I do think that there are certain things around explaining, you know, the human condition, you know, because again, the last word is still human, right? That I talk about this a lot on my show, happy, healthy human. Human is the last word because that's really what this is about is how do we figure out how to be better humans? And I think that is what I can bring to the table uniquely that a lot of other people don't. Yeah, setting yourself apart in a way that is aligned with things that you want to talk about and things that are you're excited about, things that you can talk to your guests about while still also being things that your audience is interested in. How do you have those communications with your audience? You mentioned before that that your earlier episodes are the ones that people comment on the most. How are you engaging with your audience because I know a lot of people, especially those starting out, They're like, okay, I put these episodes out into the world and crickets. Like I see the downloads, I see the numbers, but I'm not having conversations. What does that kind of look like for you? I mean, don't get me wrong. It definitely is a lot of that. Ever since the beginning, I've said like, this is not about, like I look at my downloads only so much as like, it's just interesting to know, but I don't care. It's not, it's what if one person listens or a thousand people listen, it's more about, I know that whoever does listen is going to get value out of it because again, I, I know that the content is where it's supposed to be. But, you know, just social media, right? Uh, I mean, I kind of have, I do have a coaching company. So I have my Instagram, I have my Facebook group, I have LinkedIn and TikTok and all those stuff. And I encourage people to sign up for my newsletter and different things. But really, it's just that people will reach out to me. You know, I've had people DM me on Instagram and say like, wow, I heard you on so-and-so's podcast. And then I discovered your podcast and I went and I binged 50 episodes or something, or again, like just discovered your podcast at episode 70. And I went back to episode one and I've listened to every single one since, or people message me and say like, Hey, I listened to that new recent episode and I listened to it three times because I had to take so many notes. So it's stuff like that, where it's like, that just is for me, the validation or like the proof is there that you know, even if the audience, again, isn't the largest or the most people aren't hearing it, that again, the content is there and the people who are hearing it are getting something out of it. And I just know that that will grow with time. But my goal is not to like, it doesn't matter to me that it's not the biggest show in the world because someone is listening and the people who are listening are getting value out of it. And you're making sure that the content you're creating, right, aligns with you bringing value. So often I hear podcasters, they'll say that, you know, I don't want to give everything away. I don't want to give all this information away, but I'm, I feel like, you know, this, especially as someone who comes from like the personal training space, like you can talk till you're blue in the face about how someone can do something. And they're all going to be general terms or general ideas, but until you're actually talking one-on-one with someone, that's when they can get those results. Right. And the same goes for podcast content, right? You can share as much as you can. You can't really share specifics based on someone's experience, which then leads you to say, hey, if you want to work with me, then here's how you can. But you're not giving too much away by giving this information to your audience to learn from. Yeah, 100%. I mean, there's nonsense to think that because nothing inside of my brain is mine. I've listened to a lot of podcasts. I've read a lot of books. I've talked to a lot of people. I am just a good content aggregator because, again, I listen to podcasts on 3x speed. That's why I talk this fast. I speed read. I have worked in the coaching space for for 10 years, which means that like I've seen this play out on a big scale, right? Most people only have themselves. They're, they are a, a sample size of one where I've worked with thousands of people. So I've, I know what works and what doesn't work. So, but it's not like to say this is my thing or whatever. And I do have my own like proprietary stuff too, but I also give that away, right? I actually just finished recording, depending on when this releases, it might not be out yet, but I've just finished recording. Basically, I have a course all around self-sabotage. And it's, you know, it's an eight week course that people pay for. But I just 
turned it into a like podcast anthology really because it couldn't all fit in one episode again it's an eight-week course but i broke it down into bare bits and made it into like it's going to be a six-week series on my podcast because i decided to give it away because even then it's like all the information in the world is on the internet already. If people want to chunk it down and piece by piece it and figure it out on their own, then I'm happy for them to do that. But the point is that some people have, you know, they value their time, they value their energy more. And they say, no, I don't really want to sit and try to figure this out and wait every two weeks for an episode and whatever, and then put the pieces together and like, give me everything, give me the worksheets, give me the thing, hold my hand through it. And those are the people who pay. And Again, I don't need to hold on to things, right? So it's the understanding that there's enough out there. There's same thing with like fighting for listeners. I'm not fighting anyone for a listener or something like that. I'm not fighting anyone for clients. There's 7 billion people on this planet and everyone needs help. Everyone needs what I'm doing. So it's just like, there's always more to go around. It's just a, you know, a silly way to think about things. So I'm happy to just, again, put out good content good information. I, I just think I just know what people need to hear. It's just it really is like the, the long and short of it. Like I know that when I have a conversation with an expert on my podcast, and we have a good conversation, I'm like, yeah, people need to hear this, because this is what people struggle with. So you know, that, that's really all I do. You mentioned when you were applied to be on the show, and we kind of talked about this in the beginning, but like getting clients from your show, and I'm You've talked a little bit about it, but how do you specifically do that? I know that you have guests on every other episode. You also have a lot of solo episodes, which I think is so important. And a lot of people don't do that where you need to show up as the expert and show up as the person who is like a thought leader in the industry. And you know what you're talking about, but that's why people should buy from you. But how have you been able to get clients through your podcast? I mean, I do. I alternate, right? 50-50 guest episodes and solo episodes. And that is just something I just wanted to, I just couldn't decide which one I wanted to take, which route I wanted to go down. So I just said that just became the thing that I did. But as far as getting clients, it's really, I just think of the podcast as a part of the funnel, right? It's just a big part of the overall funnel. And it's understanding that, you know, if you understand in marketing or sales speak, cold, warm, and hot leads, someone who listens to my podcast is a hot lead. So someone who listens to my podcast and signs up for my newsletter or and follows me on social media or DMs me because I always tell people at the end of the episode, they're like, hey, shoot me a message and like, you know, I'll send you a free resource or like ask me a question about this and I'll help you through it if you're struggling with this or something. So anyone who, who reaches out to me and they're like, hey, I listened to your podcast, that's someone who's going to be receptive to what I'm selling. In the same way, when I get into a conversation with someone on social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and someone who doesn't know me, right? I'm trying, I'm not going to walk up and just be like, Hey, buy my thousand dollar course or sign up for coaching with me for $5,000. But I will go, Hey, what are you struggling with? Oh, I want to lose weight or I want to, again, be more confident. I want to, whatever the thing is, I'm like, Hey, you know where you should start? Here's episode one of my podcast. It's called start with why, because you're probably not going to figure it out if you don't have a deep why. Then I'll check back in with them a day later and say, Hey, did you listen to that episode? What did you take away from it? Oh, wow. That was really cool. Yeah. I never really thought about my why. Okay. Well, here's another one about imposter syndrome. Here's another one. Whatever the thing I, I just have this again, back catalog of episodes that are answering questions, right? And this is me giving them the end. This is not me holding back. There's like here. And now someone who comes back to me and says, Hey, I listened to episode one, three and seven. That's someone who's listened to three hours of me speaking now. Right. And that's someone who now when we get on a sales call, even though we've never talked other than just a few DMS back and forth, that's a person who is now they know me as a person. They don't, they're not talking to some stranger. They're talking to Paul and they know me because I talk about myself. I talk about my life. I talk about like, I'm, I'm very open in, in my show. So that's how I look at it. It's just a top of the funnel. It just, it gets people very warm, which is why my big goal is to over time grow the show because I know that as the show grows, as the listeners grow inherently, 
people will become my client, right? Like I said, people have reached out to me and said, wow, I've listened to every episode. Like, what are you selling? Because I need to work with you. Like, they've, you know, it's, it really is that simple of like, the more people listen, the more people believe in the mission, and then the more people will do it. So I don't have like a direct thing, because I mean, I do I have like freebies and giveaways, right? So I, you know, I did an episode on my morning routine, right? Gave away a free morning routine checklist download. So people get on my newsletter and my funnel that way, different things like that. So a lot of episodes, I'll have like, action steps at the end that are freebies, right? So one about affirmations as well. So here's a thing, here's a free affirmations download, one about whatever, all the different things. So all the, whatever the topic of the day's episode is, for a lot of them, I will give them a freebie giveaway or something like that. That again, is just a a lead magnet, so to speak, to get them on the newsletter, to get them on the mailing list so that when I have something to sell, so when I am launching my new eight week course or something like that, they are in the loop with all of that stuff. But it's just a part of the overall funnel along with my social media, along with everything else that I'm doing. I think it's so important because people so often will think that, oh, okay, my podcast is this part. And then my social media is this part. And then I'm writing blogs on a regular basis and I'm having conversations and I'm sending these emails whenever I decide to send them, but they don't realize that it all does marry each other, right? So like, it's all interconnected. And a lot of it can start from the podcast as a way for people to get to know you get to like you, and want to buy from you. Yeah, 100%. That, that's to me, it's the biggest piece of the puzzle, in my opinion, for myself going forward, because one, again, it has the opportunity to reach the most people. It's what I'm most passionate about. And it's also the way I can help the most people for free. So meaning that like, you know, I only need a hundred people to buy from me, but I can help tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands through a podcast. So it just makes the most sense to me, you know, and it just becomes a part of, I call it my ecosystem. Once someone is in my ecosystem, eventually they will understand what I'm doing. And they'll, if they are my client, right, not everyone is my client, not everyone needs the help that I'm offering. But eventually, if they're listening to my podcast, if they're absorbing my content, if they're taking in my stuff, when the right time comes, and they need the help, or they're ready to receive the help that they already needed, because not everyone is ready to receive that help. In that time, I'll be the person who is top of mind for them. I'll be the person who gets a DM like, hey, dude, been following you for a while. I'm ready to talk right now, which happens quite often. So it's it's just, you know, it's playing the long game and understanding that it's not about, oh, I release a podcast today and I get clients tomorrow. That's not it. And, you know, it's more about just like, I'm putting out good into the world, into the universe. And I understand that eventually that will be repaid in kind. Yeah. And it also comes down to consistency, right? Like showing up every week for your audience, showing up every other week for your audience and making sure that your content is consistent. So you're not throwing in, yes, you had that little shift, but it was more of a a honing in, right? And it's not you saying, okay, today we're going to talk about this random subject that has nothing to do with anything on the podcast. We're going to talk about true crime today. That doesn't necessarily make sense of like as an episode topic. And at that point, your audience is going to be like, wait, that's not what I come here for. So you're showing up regularly, you're showing up consistently with the type of content that your audience expects from you. And I think that that's so important and that you already had that clarity honed in from past working with clients and understanding what it is that your audience really needed to hear to move forward, even if it has shifted over time. Yeah, I mean, consistency, right? Again, this goes back to just coaching and everything that I'm doing. Consistency wins, right? So I have entire episodes about this. I teach entire courses about consistency. And this is, it's funny because everything, I talk about this on the show a lot. I always say everything is the same success is success. So everything that you just talked about in 
the sphere of podcasting, if you take out podcast and put in fitness, it's the same thing, right? You need to be showing up, you need to be being consistent, you need to be saying doing the same thing, right? There's that's a, the person who's like, well, I'm not getting any results, because I'm doing CrossFit for a week, and then I'm swimming for a week, and then I'm doing and then I'm going jogging. And it's like, well, like, you're, you're, you need some consistency, and you need some direction with what you're doing. Same thing with relationships, same thing, you know, if you're a therapist hopping, and you're, you're not sticking with the same person, you're never going to get the results. So it's the same thing here, you know, with business with podcasting consistency, is everything. And that is also the main thing that will separate the wheat from the chaff, so to speak, right? You just said, you know, most people don't get to 100 episodes. Most people, you know, as the statistic, you might know that they throw around a lot of podcast conventions and stuff is like most people don't get past 10 episodes, that there's, you know, 10 million podcasts out there, but or whatever the number is, but like, 80% of those are people who started a podcast and they have like one to five episodes and they just gave up after that because they went, wait, what the hell? I'm not rich yet or something or what the hell? I don't have a million. I don't have a million downloads yet. So, you know, consistency is everything in life. And it's definitely this is no exception. So, yeah, I'm just and again, but that goes a, a long way towards enjoying what you're doing, right? I can be consistent because I've chosen to do something that I enjoy. I I would have these conversations if they weren't being put out. Every time I have a conversation with a guest, I'm like, wow, like that's a great conversation that helped me. I know that helped you. And I know anyone who listens to this will be helped. But even if they, even if they didn't, it was, it has nothing to do with that. It has, it has to do with the point that again, I'm just trying to do this because I think it's a good thing to do. And because of that, I can be consistent over time. If it was the other way around where I'm like, well, I have to get something out of this. I have to get more sales out of this. That would put a lot of pressure on me. And then I wouldn't be able to because I would force the direction of my conversations. I'd be trying to get more guests that that are trying to have a bigger audience or something like that rather than people who I want to hear what they have to say. So it's all about, you know, just taking the long route again, taking that 3000 foot view and, and seeing things for what they are. How are you getting guests? You mentioned earlier that it's a 50 50 solos versus guests. And I know some people are like, I mean, I'm trying to find guests. And especially as we head into the holidays, this episode will go live in December. So maybe we're coming just off of the holidays for some people. So how are you finding guests that that are aligned with you and that you like? And what does that process kind of look like for you for anyone who's like, wait, how do you do that? So I mean, again, yeah, I I do an episode every week. But that's why I said every other week, because one will be a, a guest episode, then one will be a solo episode. My guests come from a combination of places. Uh, it's one, just my my own network, right? Being that I was in the fitness space for a long time, that is the still the space of personal development. You know, a lot of coaches, a lot of, again, people who just help people be better. And that's what the conversations that I want to have. Also just networking. So I'm in a lot of these Facebook groups, you know, podcast groups and things like that. I've gone to a lot of podcast conventions, podcast movement. I've been to, I think, three times. It's uh, it's really cool. I, I always enjoy that. And getting in with bookers is another thing. So I have, you know, I, I've met people who that's their job is to get people booked on podcasts. And I have a relationship with them because I've guested on some of their shows that they're looking for guests for, or, and I've had some of their people looking for guests. So now it's like, they know me. So I'm like, if you know someone who comes across your desk, who is like the perfect fit for me, then let's do that. I, again, I'm listening to other podcasts. So I, if there's a podcast that I think is, you know, a host, that's a good fit or a show that I can get on again, I guest on a lot of people's podcasts. So a lot of times like I'll do a show, someone's show. And if they're, you know, a good interviewer and we have a similar niche, because sometimes it's not, sometimes, you know, we're, we're in a different field and like me on their show makes sense, but them on my show doesn't make sense, but sometimes we're very related. So I'll say, Hey, like you come on my show as well. And so it's a combination. It's a, it's a grab bag and it's just being open to things and like 
when I meet someone, if I think they have something interesting to say, even if some people aren't podcasters, you know, I have friends who are just coaches or I have friends who are just really smart. And I'm like, you should come like have a conversation on my show. And that, that you know, part of that is being a decent interviewer, right? Where I think that I can pull out of people, even if they're not confident in it. I also batch a lot of content. So right now I've been batching a ton of interviews because I know that there won't always be people there. So I've recorded, I have like 10 interviews recorded. And since I release them bi-weekly interviews, that takes me out. I have 20 weeks worth of cushion. That's also a part of why I do the solo episodes was because I knew that it would be too hard to have to have an interview every week. And I know I can always sit down and do a solo episode. So that was actually a part, I kind of forgot that, but that was a big part of why in the beginning I started to alternate them because I wanted to have guests on, but I was like, I don't want to back myself into a corner where it's Tuesday and I release episodes every Wednesday and I don't have any guest recording or something like that. So just simply saying, hey, next week is going to be a solo episode. It gives me two weeks buffer in between every time. And that has helped a lot. And it also forces me to do solo episodes, which are important in their own right, as you said, because people get to know me better. It's a different style of episode. I prefer the guest episodes because I get to talk to people, but a lot of people have told me they love the solo episodes and they get a lot of value out of it. But yeah, so your question about where I find guests is really just all over the internet, all over social media, and also in the real world as well. So wherever you look, you know, you can find someone. I love that so much. And I do love too that you were strategic about it with the solo versus the guests. I do something very similar where I try to do every other week be a guest. But if I don't have guests lined up or life happens, you know, then I can know that I can always, you know, tell my husband, take the kids out, let me record something real quick so that the house is quiet. Or if I'm sick that week and I had planned on batching some solo episodes, then I know I have guests that I can pull from that are for next week or the week after or three weeks from now. So it makes it easier to have the ebb and flow of however you're feeling in the moment. And having that ability with podcasting, I think is so beautiful. Yeah, for sure. And I also know that like the whole like alternating weeks thing, that's a me thing. It's not like if I did a guest interview this week and then released another guest interview next week, like people would pitchfork me or something like that. You know, that's another thing people will talk themselves into like, oh my God, I have to have like, it doesn't have to be any certain way. There's an episode, I don't remember what episode it is, but it's like one of my earlier episodes where again, I just committed to Wednesday mornings. That's when I released my episode for no reason other than I needed to time to commit. So I would hold myself accountable and be consistent. And there was one morning where I woke up and it was like 6am on a Wednesday and I hadn't recorded an episode. So you can literally hear, I'm like recording on my phone. So like, half asleep and like waking up as I go. And then like, finally, like wake up halfway into the episode and I'm like, have a little bit more energy and stuff like that has happened. Or I've done episodes where like, I just do a completely random thing that I did one episode where I just read someone else's blog because I was like, Hey, like, I think this is an important blog. And I feel like if I send it to a bunch of people and told them to read it, they won't. So I'm going to just read it live on air today. And like, I don't know, like, not that that was my most popular episode, but like, it was (laughs) better than nothing. And again, no one cared. That's really more the point. Like we hold ourselves to these standards and I think standards are important and it's important to have stuff to work towards. But all of that is to say, like, if I mess up, if I release two solo episodes or two guest episodes back to back or whatever it is, like, it's not the end of the world. It's more so just something to keep me remembering, okay, like, let me just batch out things in the right order so that I can fill space in the way that I need to, to keep things running smoothly. It actually makes it easier for me. It's not that it makes it harder. Like having that structure makes it easier for me because now I can go, okay, again, I have batched out 10 guests. That's 20 weeks of shows as long as I do my 10 solo episodes in between. Yes, perfect. 
Well, this has been so informative as well as I think educational for people who are either just starting out or are like, uh, I'm in the grind and this is difficult. There is hope out there, guys. We've had people on who have over 100 episodes, over 150 episodes, people nearing 200 episodes. And I think it's so incredible to see you guys shining light on like, hey, it's possible. It's not easy. And we struggled in the beginning too. And it shows a sense of camaraderie, especially for those who have been doing it for a while. If you could tell everyone, Paul, where to find you, where to hang out with you, get to know you, listen to your show. Yeah, I love that. So my show is, again, Happy Healthy Human. It's wherever podcasts are found. And if you want to connect with me directly, it's just my name at Paul Leviton across all social media platforms. Instagram is where I hang out the most. But I do have TikTok, I have Facebook, I have LinkedIn and all that stuff. And if anyone wants to, again, learn more, I have a newsletter, a weekly newsletter called the Happy Healthy Newsletter, where I just send out five tips and tricks or five things that I think will help you on your journey every week. It's completely free. Most of what I do is free. Everything that I just named is free. So I have lots of free information and helpful things out there. I just want to help. And then if someone does want to work with me, you can just shoot me a DM and we can chat about what that might look like. Sounds perfect. Thank you so much, Paul, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Listeners to Leads. If you found something in this episode valuable, I would really appreciate it if you shared it with a friend who you know would also get value from it. Want to send me a message? My favorite place to hang out is Instagram. You can find me at alicia.galati. Let me know what your favorite takeaway was from the episode. And don't forget, turning those listeners into leads is actually easy.